What's up, guys? We're going to start a little different today. Because nothing in my entire life has ever felt like right now. So we're going to start off paying a little respect to the lives that were taken from uh, Rob Elementary School in uh, Uvalde, Texas. Alexandria Rubio, 10 years old. Alethea Ramirez, 10 years old. Amory Garza, 10 years old. Annabelle Rodriguez, 10 years old. Eliana Torres, 10 years old. Eliana Garcia, 9 years old. Eva Morales, 44 years old. Irma Garcia. Jackie Cazares, 10 years old. Jayla Seguero, 10 years old. Jacy Luvanos, 10 years old. Jose Flores, 10 years old. Layla Salazar, 10 years old. McKenna Elrod, 10 years old. Maite Rodriguez, 10 years old. Miranda Mathis, 11 years old. Navea Bravo. Rogelio Torres, 10 years old. Tess Mata, 10 years old. Uzia Garcia, 8 years old. Xavier Lopez, 10 years old. Guys, please say a prayer for those victims. Little kids, writer, and London's age. Again, I remember when Columbine happened. It's crazy because there's actually been too many for me to think of. Nothing hit home. Like this massacre that happened. Because no parent who works hard, good or bad, should ever have to bury their child. The last thing that a parent needs to worry about is dropping their kids off at school and wonder if they're going to see them again at school. It should be the safest place next to their house. I, you know, when the pandemic happened, and this directly affects, you know, London with his respiratory illness, and I said, you know what? It's affecting his mind because he needs to be around his friends. And we could afford homeschooling. Don't want that. He's found a great school. He has really good friends. Couldn't imagine dropping my son off and getting a call later. And you know, the coward, I won't even mention his name. I've talked about it vividly 
thoroughly and I've articulated shit that I went through <laughs> for my own dad, let alone, you know, being fucked with as a kid. To my memory, we weren't destitute. I witnessed poor. I would say lower middle class. Only because my mom worked her ass off. And know which way do we live lavish at all whatsoever. Never in a million years did I think about killing anybody. You know, yeah, maybe fuck somebody up. You know, maybe you want to catch a fate with someone. Maybe you come back, yeah, boom, you fuck someone up here and there. Never to take them out. I can't even say I want to pray for this dude. This is just the craziest shit in the world. But fuck that piece of shit. Again, my prayers out to those 19 kids and teachers that lost their lives. Um, what is it, 21? I don't even know what the number is exactly. I don't care. It's too many. Again, I'm a dad. Three kids in elementary school. God bless their soul. Rest in paradise. And pray for Uvalde, Texas. I don't give a fuck about no left, no right, no nothing. Okay? Look, I've had a discussion already about gun laws and things like that. I've talked about it here. If we had to give them up, cool, great. People are so fucking weird about it. And look, I've talked about this. I don't have some weird obsession with guns, even though I own quite a bit, right? A lot of them were gifted. I don't shoot for sport. I don't shoot to hunt. I don't shoot to hurt anybody. It's never been anything. That's never been my MO. It's never been discussed anywhere. I've never, ever had that intent. But the access of having, you know, different variations of protection, cool. If I had to give them all up, wouldn't think twice about it. They need to make it more difficult to get a gun. It is difficult to get one in California. In New York, it's impossible. I'm not talking about gangsters, criminals, thugs, hooligans. I'm talking about fucked up, mentally deranged 18-year-old kids who can get the fucking gun, no problem. At 18, this guy probably hasn't even gotten any pussy yet. He, you know, he obviously had issues and everything, but, but I'm just saying, nothing wrong with a pistol. There's no guns in Korea. There's no guns in Japan. They don't have this problem anywhere else in the world. Only in America. It's crazy as shit. There's, I'm not going to get into any political views about it. None of that. It's fucking sad. It's despicable. It's disgusting. So again, I've already had, you know, a certain stance about, you know, firearms. I've gone through extensive training. I've gone through crazy testing. And even still, I don't give a fuck if I had to take a shit, if something was going on, boom. There's no way anyone's going to have access to one of my firearms. It's just the ease of getting one in several states is just, it's, it's fucking sad. I'm, I'm speechless and a loss of words, but I had to say that. So uh, let's get started with the show, guys. I had to start off with that. As a parent, it is our biggest nightmare 
And again, man, and you guys know, you have heard almost 300 episodes. You've never heard me speak on things like that. This is, I'm just, I'm in shock still. God bless their souls. Again, rest in peace to all of them. And let's get this show started. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? BTB Army, worldwide. You already know what the deal is. I'm a little sidetracked, but we're, we're here. We're here. You're listening to the show. Happy Thursday. Going off the grid this weekend, but let's get this started. This is the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. Sorry for the, uh, you know, <laughs> and this ain't no Debbie Downer shit. This is some real shit. I have a platform here with hundreds and thousands of listeners tuning in from shit Botswana, Ghana fucking Thailand Brazil, Poland New Zealand Sydney, Australia all over the place Tuscaloosa, you name it we got listeners everywhere want y'all to understand this shit has gone too fucking far but this is the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Today, I'm, I'm Ben Shocked, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little fucked up. I'm sure Jordan and Miles are listening to this right now. Um, they've already heard it, you know, because they had to edit the show. And um, this is a crazy episode. This, this is just a nuts episode. Had to start it off like that real quick. And um, I'm going off the grid this weekend. Taking my kids out. Then I got to go to school on Friday. Tomorrow. Um, you know, I have school Monday. Weird times. We're going camping. Blessed. Very grateful. Very thankful. Lots of gratitude. Really, really thinking about what's important in my life. And I can count them on one hand. Right? Man Cave is great. Cool. I'm looking at all this great ass art and everything is cool. You know, I made it this way so I can chill in here. It's, it's, it's the environment I wanted to be in. But this is nothing without London, Ryder, and Kai. There's nothing, period. And of course, Nicolette. So, can't wait to get off the grid, truly be in the mountains with the ones that I love the most. And um, there will be no episode on Monday, guys. Miles' anniversary is coming up. I don't even know if I'm going to have enough electricity and, and internet, period, to record the show. Not trying to do anything else. We're just taking some time off. People could catch up. Thought about doing a little anniversary thing, you know, for Jonas. It's been 11 years since he's died this Tuesday, the 31st of May. Memorial Day will never be the same. You know, think about Jonas all the time. And I'll do a dedication post to him, you know, because he obviously meant so much to me. Excited to go camping, though. You know, I just, man, this Rob Elementary shit got me fucked up. And some of these parents couldn't even immediately go grab their children because there are so many state officials and so many you know, federal authority and all this stuff and police and law enforcement. And these, some of these parents were worried about, you know, maybe ICE is coming in because they don't have their papers. It's fucking crazy of all the shit that's going on. 
the fucking world is coming to an end. This is really crazy. I'm sad for my kids. I hope some sort of turnaround happens before and we make a change now. If it takes 10 years, man, so be it. You know? So at least, you know, my kids, your kids, generations to come have a better chance. It's fucking nuts. I went to go get some groceries for the RV, get some snacks, and I just, you know, casually asked the cashier, I said, hey, is the baby formula situation really serious? Is it really dry? And she's like, we don't have any. And this is a major city. This is, I'm in Hollywood Hills. It's a major grocery store in a major city. She's like, we don't have it. Yeah, just, you know, we have some stuff here and there, but we don't have any right now. It's fucking crazy, guys. Fucking nuts. We got a very special guest on the show today. Um, I'm excited that we got to do this show. You know, I've um, had some doubts right before. I think she was maybe, you know, a little shy, a little nervous. Um, I had said some unpleasant things about her, making generalizations and being a pig. And I apologize for them. We've had a couple discussions since then. And uh, it's a good episode. Especially for women who are moms, who, you know, went from modeling to, you know, and pivoted into something better than that. And it's a good interview. Reminded me a little bit of Aria. It's one of our, you know, fan favorites. One of the BTB Army favorites. Not a celebrity. Not a huge public figure. But, you know, a, a solid, decent human. And again, she's a CEO. That's CEO playing off the word CEO. But before we get into that interview, I just wanted to touch base on one thing real quick. I've been getting a lot of inquiries about lab diamonds, man-made diamonds, whether they be CVDs, not necessarily most of the nights, but you know, lab diamonds with papers. And I'm going to give you guys the truth. Would you rather go play golf, play basketball, would you rather go watch, you know, some pros play basketball? Or would you rather watch robots play basketball? Now, that might be a harsh, far, you know, left comparison. But look, I'm a man who loves breast enhancements and stuff and everything. Not that my wife has any. I'm just, just saying in general, you know, I've never minded them before in my life. There's... Good ones, there's bad ones. Some of them look really good. Eventually, though, you know, there's, if you've, you know, touched enough boobies, you feel, you know, they feel a certain way. Some feel really good still. There's still a little bit something off, but your mind is not thinking about it because, you know, usually the size is like, you know, taken to, it's blinded you and numbed you to think anything else. When you look at a lab-made diamond, when you look at a CVD, there's like three different qualities that I've come across, right? There's good, really good, and excellent. I haven't seen too many good ones. I've seen mostly excellent and very good. And again, no man on this earth can tell the difference, right? And some of you guys are out there like, yo, Ben, you're just selling us. Okay, well... 
you can find a really, really amazing two-carat man-made diamond with papers for like $9,000, okay? If you get a really, really, really nice VVS-1 E-color diamond, two-carat, it's going to easily hit you for over $30,000, okay? It's a big difference. Now, say you have renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, whatever it may be. And let's just say three, five years from now, it's not very long, your wife loses the ring. The chances of you getting at least 30000 back or more, depending, you know, most of the time it is more, very highly likely. The replacement value for that has gone up. Appraisals, you know, all that stuff that you get, cool. The chances of you getting back $9,000 for that CVD, not likely. They'll replace it and figure it out. But more importantly, if you spent nine, you could spend 20, whatever it may be, conflict-free diamonds, they say. There's a lot of diamonds that are still conflict-free that aren't man-made. Understand this. I had a friend who dropped $21,000 on a pretty big rock. Four carat. Really, really pretty. My buddy made the setting. I didn't want to touch it. Things didn't work out with him and his girl. She gave the ring back. I don't know what it's like and everything else, but in the state of California, you know, um, if you do not get married and you're not at fault, meaning you didn't cheat, you didn't do anything, you didn't beat her, you didn't do nothing like that, just, you know, no fault, whatever, legally the woman has to get back the ring. I forgot what proposition, what what, uh, what law it is. Um, I, I remember it, but if, you know, something happens, if you guys get married, then that the ring is hers. But he got the ring back, short on some paper, and he couldn't even get $11,000 back. He couldn't get 50% back. Okay. Had he have a real diamond, he's getting almost all his money back, especially when it's, you know, depending on the quality. You got a VS2 or better, I or better, it's money in the bank, dog. There's other ways to get your money if you, if you know what you're doing. If you don't, then that's too bad. You just don't know what you're doing. But again, you do what you feel like you want to get, you know, and, and the girl don't care. Hey, man, who cares? Shines, looks good. They do. Now, you know, I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with Clarity Enhance. I don't fuck with HPHTs. That's a whole different ball game. Just talking about lab-made diamonds. You know, they look cool. There's no resale market for it. You know, some of these fake Jordans, I forgot what they're called. There's, I guess, maybe some sort of a market, but like in general, there's not really, it's not the same market, you know? It's a weird thing. You know, if, if you're wearing, you know, knockoff Balenciaga, you're not going to get your money back. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Balenciaga, they just made a big announcement that they will accept cryptocurrency at all their boutique flagship stores very soon. It's good news. Good news. Anyways, don't want to sound crazy. Just want to get into this interview. It's a great interview. And uh, I'm glad that me and Pam sat down. And we're going to get in a little commercial real quick. We got something from Captain Picks coming up. A little special surprise for my people in the Windy City. Yeah, so Miles, you know the deal. Let's brighten the mood up, man. Let's get this shit popping. And we'll be back with Pamela Sayo, a.k.a. Pamela Grace. 
Illinois BTB Army. Not Illinois, Illinois BTB Army. Do I have a surprise for you? Captain Picks is hosting its first ever wager, watch, and win viewing party next week in Chicago for game one of the NBA Finals. To RSVP, please DM at the Captain Picks on Instagram for details. As our gift to you, we will be offering a free open bar an hour before tip off, along with all our pregame picks to help you win championship cash. Did you hear what I just said? Free open bar an hour before tip off, along with free pregame picks to give you guys some cash. This is a live sports betting extravaganza at the Dime. The address is 2263 North Lincoln Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60614 at the Dime. Okay, Raffles and giveaways, including t-shirts, hats, shot glasses, some of my signed Project 70 baseball cards, special virtual appearance by Michael Rappaport and myself, the Korean John Cusack, who is from where? The Windy City, aka the 312. Access to unlimited sports picks to break your bookie's bankroll. VIP tables and packages are available. Again, DM at the Captain Picks on IG for inquiries to RSVP. The event is sponsored by www.captainpicks.com. All right, it's Captain Picks and Chicago. Chi Town, next Thursday. June 2nd for game one of the NBA Finals at the Dime in the 312. Let's go. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash baller right now. Shopify.com slash baller. Yo, 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 BTB Army was good. We are still in the Wales Vagina, a.k.a. the 619er. We are in San Diego. Um, I love San Diego. You guys know how much time I've spent here. And we have a very special guest on the show today. Uh, this is a girl who I have said bad things about. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, a lady 
who is a professional. She is a mom. She is uh, non-deservant of any of the slander that I have given, and I've apologized, but uh, she's actually a real estate agent, and she is our guest today. We have Pam Sayo, uh, known as Pamela Grace on Instagram. Pam, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Horrible after hearing all that. <laughs> Let me ask you, though, before we even get into the fucking thing, like... Security. What, what? <laughs> What did what did what did like people tell you? Were they like this guy's talking shit? Like what were they saying? Oh, I got tons of DMs saying, "Hey, you have to check out Ben Baller's podcast. He's talking shit about you." And then they put like the little timing stamp on there of when you said it. Now it's like, good lord. I'm sorry, man. That's crazy. Thank God your kids are young. They weren't like 18 and try to chase me. <laughs> so let's get into this. Um, tell me where you're from and uh, where'd you grow up. I'm actually born and raised here. So my dad is retired Navy SEAL. Pretty much it is what it is. The Filipino mom with the Navy dad. Oh, you're mixed. Yeah. Oh, shit. Your, your dad's a bad motherfucker. That Navy SEAL's like really top tier. Like He's actually with me. He's very reserved, but he is so sweet. He is, he's my dad. You know what I mean? I couldn't see him doing anything other than just. What about like boyfriends in high school? Did he try to whip anybody's ass or no? I didn't date in high school. I was like, you would not believe it. So shy. I would hardly speak quiet. You didn't lose your virginity in high school? No. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, so you grew up here. I'm uh -huh. sorry. So you're of Filipino descent, right? Mm -hmm. And then your dad is, is he Filipino or is your mom? Uh, my mom is Filipino. My dad is white. Yeah. I never fucking knew that. I look kind of off. No one can really, they assume I'm you Filipino. You look like you might be from the Navajo tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm playing with fish. you. I'm playing with you. <laughs> Um, so, yo, when's the last time you visited the Philippines? Never been. Never been. All right, we're going to stop the show here. I we know. have to kick her out of the room. <laughs> Girl, do you fucking know the best? I've been to 45 countries in my life. I have traveled everywhere. Do you have any idea? I would say top three most fun of my life is every time I go to Manila, go to fucking Palawan, go to, you know, fucking Baraka. Do you and I know look, how you like to be in bikinis and shit and everything. You have, the <laughs> there's a thousand islands. Why haven't you gone? Pick one. Um, for me personally, when my mom, I wouldn't go without my mom, right. point blank, and I wouldn't go by myself. So the times my mom has gone, she usually tries to get out there every four years. You know how it is. Right, yeah. Um, but the time she had gone, I had, I was either pregnant or I just had a brand new baby and I didn't want to travel so far with a young baby. And it's just timing wasn't right. And then by the time my kids are bigger, the whole pandemic, everything happened, and there was no traveling out. You know. Well, I mean? I mean, it's still kind of bad there. It's mm -hmm. kind of like not really the best place to go to right now. But I cannot fucking wait. Like you are going to die. <laughs> like the you're going to gain first of all 10, 15 pounds. It is just everyone's so nice. The only thing that sucks is San Diego traffic's kind of bad. It's not like L.A. Edsa. Yo. Horrible. It, it's top two worst in the world. I can't think if China's worst or if India's worst. They're the number one. We're like, let's say from here to, uh, okay, yeah, from here to um, here to Carlsbad. Mm -hmm. Seven hour drive. You're kidding. No, I'm dead serious. But I want to say. You, you could walk to fucking Carlsbad in seven hours. You know what I mean? Like it's No. My bucket list, I want to go on those janky little jeepneys. Oh, the jeepneys the Have shit. To. <laughs> um, I only went on a really quick one. But like, um, just just everything. It's just so dope. Just to experience your motherland, you know what I mean? Like your heritage and stuff. It's fucking amazing. Please tell me you love Filipino food though. Oh, obsessed. I can make it, eat it, everything. You can? Yeah. Okay, so I'm coming over. You're um, welcome. <laughs> what is your favorite Filipino dish? 
Uh, Diniguan. Diniguan, really? It sounds really? disgusting. Oh, I love I just, it. I don't know what it is. Of everything, that's the only thing I just... And the funny thing is, like, my mother-in-law, she loves... I just... I can't fuck with it. I don't know why. And I'm just like, uh, I can't eat that chocolate meat, man. I'm just like... But that's your favorite. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it the taste or is it because you know what it is? Because I know what it is. I haven't had it yet. I, I just can't. And everyone's like, no, dog, you got to try it. I'm like, no, motherfuckers. Y'all made me take Balut. And I'm like, no, no that was the worst <laughs> shit ever. And it didn't taste good. They're like, yo, and it was crazy because... I did it in Manila. Mm-hmm. And you see like the little embryo, you know, and this lady's like, balut, balut. And I was like, hell no. No, that's hell a hard no. pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so briefly during coffee, you told me you've been doing real estate for three years. Um, what were you doing before you were in real estate? Oh my gosh, you're going to laugh. I was doing modeling, but this was, I'm 30 now. So the, back then it was car modeling. So you would go to the little racetracks and they would give you a booth and, and that's what I did for like maybe... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. you're a pretty girl. Like, why can't you be a model? I mean, that's fine. So how did you pivot into real estate and why real estate? Um, well, it was kind of a weird kind of journey. So for me personally, I got married really young. So as soon as I graduated, I graduated when I was 17, married my high school sweetheart. Oh my God, kissed. you're one of those. Horrible. I'm Filipino, you know what it is. <laughs> I love a good romance novel. Oh, you know I'm a sucker I mean? for a romance story, <laughs> trust me. So that was me. Um, I didn't work. We were a stay-at-home mom for a while, and I was not happy with the lifestyle that I was living. We had our own apartment. It was fine, but I just had bigger goals. I wanted my own house, everything. We weren't on the same page. So as soon as I divorced, I was like, okay, I didn't go to college. I need to do something right out the bat started car modeling right after car modeling is when Instagram got really big, mm-hmm. took all my car modeling stuff, put it on there. And then, you know, started getting paid from, you know, people sponsoring you, giving you for sure. whatever it is for their, for their the products. And then I did really well on there. I was like, okay, why am I selling other people's products when I can have my own? So then I did apparel with myself on it. I did sunglasses. After that, I sold that to a store um, at the mall. I don't know if you know what it is, Plaza Bonita. Yeah. If you're Filipino, you've been there. Yeah, of course. So I sold it to them, kind of got rid of that. It was a whole full-time job. After that, I was like, okay, I need to think of something because I can only live on this money for so long. Got my real estate license, um, started with a group and kind of took it from there. Okay, so... One thing about this, I've had some very, very, very successful real estate agents on here. Like when I say successful, like, you know, they've, yeah. they have a fucking empire now, mm-hmm. right? Can you tell my listeners what the process is to get your real estate? At least in California, I know it's different in different states, but like explain that process to them. I don't even know. Like, how do you get your real estate license? What do you got to do? How long does it take? You just, can you break that down real quick? I do want to say it is so easy to get your license, but it is very hard jumping into the real estate career, if that makes sense. So you can honestly go online, take a class for three months and take the the little exam. Three you, months? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll get, a, you'll get your real estate license? Cake. But the test, obviously, you have to pass. It's not too great. I only take it once, pass. But I know some people take it nine times. Nothing. What the fuck? Okay, so what does that number mean where it says like, you know, that number like, oh, real estate, like six, five, X, five. But what the fuck does that mean? Like the... Is that an agent number? Is that your real estate agent number or something? Or Yeah, so you do have a license number. 
any kind of transaction you do, you're liable under your license. So if they want to sue you, that's what oh, they go shit. after. I see everyone listed. I'm like, yo, why don't you just not list it? But I mean, you have to kind of, I guess, it's right? Legally, by the state of California, we have to light, put our license number. That way, if anyone has you know, a complaint, they know who to file it for. Okay. How long until you started to uh, get with the agency and all that? Honestly, before I even took my exam, I already signed up under a team because I wanted to make sure as soon as I jumped in, I already knew what I had to be doing. Right. So as soon as I got it, that's when I started my sale. But luckily, because of Instagram, my first client was a follower. And oh, it wasn't some small condo. It was like an 800K home over in PB. And it was one of the okay. quickest Pacific ones. Beach, I love it. So hold on. Um, you hear that, guys? Like, look, not everyone could be that lucky. And again, not everyone could look like how this, when you see, you obviously seen the picture because you seen an Instagram post when you see what this girl looks like. But like, um, you know, you got to take it to your advantage. You know, you got to fucking take advantage of any kind of, if you're blessed with some fucking attributes, you know, like this, you know, boom. But what I mean is you set up your your plan and you already, she was already thinking like, look, I'm going to get the license. I'm going to do this, but I want to jump with the team first so that she knew right then and there she had something to come out. Most people, when you go to college, they have no idea what they're going to do. It was like when I was getting out of school and I'm a lot older than you, when I was getting out of school, maybe half the people to maybe 60% were getting jobs out of college. Now there's like 70% who aren't even getting a job out of college. So it's like, you want to set yourself up. She already had that game plan. You know, I could already tell Pam's fucking smart as fuck. So um, what's the most expensive listing you've sold to date? Right now, my listing is the highest price. It's $1.3 million over in San Marcos. Really proud of that Where, one. Where's San Marcos? It's North County near your golf. Oh, near Carlsbad? <laughs> your golf courses. Yeah, oh, okay. it's probably like maybe 50 minutes from it inland. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's crazy, man. That's dope. So, I mean, um, what's the average age group of the people buying homes from you? It's gotten lower and lower. I do want to say that. Right? That's crazy. I do want to say most of my clients are no longer the 40 plus. It's 22 year olds. What? I have one girl getting pre-approved right now. You're going to die. Guess what her job is? Only fans. Wow. Pre-approved to buy a home. Isn't that crazy? And I respect it. No, I'm not mad. Yeah? Look, I'm not mad. Enough. Look, I, you Smart know what? Girl. One of my friends said something really fucked up and it was funny as shit. He's actually a famous comedian. And he said, look, if I was a hot girl, I'd be sucking dick till I had a Rolls Royce in a mansion. And it was the funniest thing no. he ever said. And I was like, yo, dude, like, go get your shit. He's like, I ain't tripping on that shit. But it was funny. 22 OnlyFans. Damn. I think I bought my first home at 31 and it was a condo, right? Mm -hmm. And that was considered really young. It is? Well, you know, most people were definitely in their 40s. <laughs> um, this is a funny question I thought of, right? Have you ever had a man fake look for a house just to meet you. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the time. <laughs> oh my God. I just all knew you were going to say that. All the time. Tell me a story. Like, tell me. Like, they just hit you on Instagram. Like, yo, I'm interested in buying a house or something. And But you know what? I am very selective. Luckily, I never went as far as meeting up with them. I kind of questioned them a lot before and bet them before I actually meet up. Right. Thank goodness. And when I do meet up with them, I make sure it's at my office where there's tons of people around. So it's never, hey, let's meet up for lunch so you can talk to me about the process. It's like, no, you're going to come sit down in my office and we'll figure out from there. Okay, but has anyone ever got past that, like got to the office and it really seemed like they're going to try to buy something? They're just 
Oh, you already smelled the bullshit. No, honey, you're going to get pre-approved. Bring your tax forms. Let's go. There is no, <laughs> there is no way around it because it happens a lot. They're like, hey, let's go get drinks. It's like, I'm not getting drunk with you, sir. Right. Damn, good for you. You know, um, I got really highly offended during the pandemic. Um, I looked at a $17 million house in San Francisco and I was with my assistant and the guy looked at me and um. I think I came in a Range Rover. It wasn't anything crazy. It was whatever. It was not one of my crazy cars. And and um, I was wearing like basketball shorts and a t-shirt. And the guy's like, dude, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. I was like, yo, bro, I'm gonna smack the fuck out of you. I was like, I wanna see the house. And he goes, um, you need to get a pre-approval. Only recently in the last two years have everyone been asking for pre-approval from the bank, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never had to ever worry about that type of shit. So I thought like, it was kind of like, but then I understand at that price point, but even the houses I've looked at, seven, eight million, they want a pre-approval. And the funny thing was, I got a pre-approval that same day. And this guy's like, all right, this is fake. I'm going to call the bank. They call the bank. No, Mr. Yang definitely can afford this place. Uh, you know, boom. I see the house. I was like, no, dog, don't tell me anything about the house. I'm going to look at myself. Like, fuck off. Like, you know, he just pissed me off. I do want to say my clients that do have the most money are always dressed like bums. <laughs> Sweatpants. You know, the most basic stuff, but I think it just comes with they no longer care about the designer. They don't care about the extras. I will kind of like care about small little things here and there, but like I got these fucking pants in Harajuku in Japan. You know, they're just like baggy, like simple plain pants. I'm wearing a white t-shirt, you know, that I bought at fucking Costco. I don't even wear my nice watches anymore, but I mean, I obviously have them and stuff, but like there are certain things that I'll splurge on. Mm-hmm. I am very firm believer though that I don't give a fuck how bummy you dress. If your shoes ain't lit, like if you're not wearing something cool, yeah. that just I just can't. That's something that's been on forever. But like, um, okay, for instance, at work now, when you present yourself, do you get any criticism? And again, I'm just I'm being totally judgmental, being a, a pig, whatever. Do you get like judged by um anyone at work for how you dress? Even though you look professional now, I'm saying, like, because you can't hide your curves too bad, you know, but do people get offended? Not offended. So the other agents in my office, they're all Filipino. They love, they live for it. They, you know, how <laughs> Filipino, they love an extra, you know, no, Anak, sure. you look amazing. They love it. If I go with clients, I really cater to who my audience is. If it's a wife and husband, I'm covering everything up. I'm going with my hair tied back, no makeup, making sure I look clean, but I'm not going to go in full lashes, boobs out. You know what I mean? Right. It just is what it is. Smart for you. That's really smart. But even then, I've noticed still they just don't. I'm not for them, not their cup of tea. So right. I've switched my switched my clients. I always say pick your audience. So now what do I do? I switched over to um, the Navy guys. They right. love it. They're, they think I'm smart. They're all single guys ready to buy. At the same deal. time, though, like if you see a guy, he seems like successful, blah, blah, whatever, single. I mean, don't you try to dress a little bit more impressive? Like, all right, let me just like, I don't know, it might be a distraction. I'll be like, this guy's not even looking at the house anymore. He's just looking at my ass. Like, what the fuck? Or, I, I try not to because you're alone with these people and you never oh, true, really true, know. True. Guys and girls can be kind of crazy. I never want to put myself in a situation where, you know, I'm in danger. And if I'm alone in a home with someone that I just met maybe a week ago, I don't want to kind of provoke anything. So yeah. I'll always cover up. No, definitely. It must be tough. So as far as real estate goes, how do you like being an agent right now? All I can say is if you're brand new to real estate, this is not the market to learn in. 
this is not it. I would wait a little bit because we're shifting so much. Right. The past two years, you know, buyers were going crazy. Yeah. Interest rates were so low. Everyone's getting pre-approved. We'd have like 20 offers on one home. It's gotten a lot less competitive now, but the rates are higher. So some people are getting priced out of homes. They no longer can afford a home in in the town that they grow up in, you know? And interest rates are going up as we speak. Mm -hmm. So what you would have paid three grand on a mortgage, you know, last year, now you're paying, you know, almost, you know, two, two grand over that for a... Shit, that's a lot, dude. It makes a huge difference. And people, when I tell them, I say, when you can afford a home, do it. Because we cannot predict in this situation. No, we've never had this before. No. I refinance. I did an interest-only loan on, on the rest of my thing. And I was like looking at like just equity. And I was like, holy shit. Like I got really lucky just getting right under 3% on mm-hmm. my refi. And I was like, and some people are like, yo, why don't you do this? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm using that money to two other things with it. You know? Mm-hmm. We're in the fives now. No, for sure. Dude, people don't understand. I had this with my, with, uh, my friend Thatch, who's a huge real estate guru. And I was like, look, when we were buying homes 20 years ago, you remember a great interest rate was eight to 10 Mm-hmm. You know, things are different, yes. but again, the world has changed. So like five is pretty painful for people. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. again, if you're getting approved at 2.5, you know, at three, people don't understand when you're buying a million dollar house, $2 million house, 800, that whatever the fuck it is, that 2% is so fucking big for your mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, say 10 years ago, a million dollar home is what we all kind of aspired to, right? Right. A million dollar home is an average house now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, especially that's, for California. You that's know, your family home. Yeah. I was driving through some random ass town yesterday, Balboa a Golf Course. I don't know what the city part of it was, but I was like in San Diego and I was driving to just a random part of town. And it just didn't look crazy at all. It, it, I mean, when I say crazy, it just looked like they're homes though. Yeah. And so I, I said, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to stop here. All right, what street is this? Boom. It was just a weird area. The street wasn't very clean or nothing, but they're homes. Mm-hmm. So I said, I don't think I'm in the hood. I know where the hood is. I'm, you know, southeast and like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Southeast Dago in certain areas. I know where other, so uh, like Holly Grove, whatever. Um, I mean, Lemon Grove, sorry. So I said, let me just pull up this thing. And I was like, all right, cool. Got to the golf course, was sitting, waiting for the tea time. So I zillowed the house and I was like, holy shit, that's still a million dollars? Like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. This is a fucked up area. Like this is, so I don't know. Do you see yourself being in this market for like, you know, another five, 10 years or like, what are you going to do? For me personally, I think in real estate, you either have to make it your permanent job or it's your stepping stone to something else. So I think most go in the team where they build their own team under them. I just don't see myself doing that. I see myself kind of buying homes, renovating out of state and then, you know, keep flipping them, renting them out. Okay. I just couldn't. But you see yourself staying in real estate, the game. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, like, 100%. I'm staying. Okay. It's the easiest, fastest way to make money on my part. You know what I mean? Because you're helping people invest, and that's never going to go out of style. It just is what it is. My cousin got his real estate agent, uh, his, his license. Like, I don't know what he did. I don't even know he did it. So it must have been easy, actually. I think about it. Yeah. Rest in peace. I'm, guys, I'm talking about Rex, um, my cousin who passed away last year, my, obviously from, from Seattle. He was just building homes and he made him look really nice and he was buying homes in Tacoma that were like three to 400, putting on whatever. And he was slipping them for 800 all day long. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. He was doing like two houses at a time. 
And then he started doing whatever. And before he knew it, he's like, I'm gonna start doing this in Arizona. I'm gonna start doing this in Texas. I was like, yo, bro, shouldn't you chill? And he goes, no, man, I'm, I know like where. And I was like, at worst case, then I'm gonna sit on it and figure this out, either Airbnb it or do whatever, but I know I'm good. And he did do that. So mm -hmm. I feel the, you. That's the part that I like. I don't wanna have to mentor anyone. I definitely wanna be in a place where I can go behind the aesthetics of everything and just kind of build my wealth that way. It's a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I could also see you having a team like, hey, you know, seeing your pictures on the bus benches and, and oh, like, you know. I don't have the patience for it. Oh, I just, okay. you know, I love people, but there's no way I'm going to sit and kind of right, mentor right. someone through it. So pivoting into other things, um, do you have your money right now invested in any cryptos, any stocks? Um, I mean, I assume that you probably are trying to develop some real estate places, but like specifically stocks or crypto. No, but honestly, that's weird that you said that because I just had someone come over and kind of teach me a little bit about it. I, it's like a whole nother language to me. I, it is, I, but there, it's there's necessary. A, yeah, because, you know, if you put your money in the bank, all right, great. Inflation is already, you know, six, 7% more than you're going to be losing money every year. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to, um, but no, it's just, it's something I just had to ask. It's because we talk about crypto, you know, a good amount here. I haven't talked about stocks too much, but, you know, I've only dabbled in it mm -hmm. and I've been very, very lucky and stocks are down bad like people are. But at the same time, you have to play the game. It's it's what it is. I feel like it's definitely something you have to learn. You can't just jump into it. Hell no. And you have to be careful who you trust that's giving you the advice because, you know, one, you don't want to get mad at this person. You know, people have to live like, look, dude, we're just advising you this. But like, you know, if something happens, boom. And I think people have to really give that forewarning before someone invests, you know, their savings. And it's like, because there's so many scammers out there. There's so many, And again, the market, it's never predictable. You know what is so horrible? I have a best friend and he only puts his money into everything that Nancy Pelosi is putting her money into. What the fuck? Have you seen? She, look it up. She makes the most money in stocks, everything. Nancy Pelosi? You got to check it out. I hate her, but okay. No, I get Crazy. it. Crazy. Check out her, her trading. It's nuts. I might fuck around and have to do that. Um, <laughs> so you are a mother of three. I'm just like, wow. Yep, right. And well. you and you work oh, yeah, I'm just saying though it's different because like um my wife's a stay at home mom and uh, you know, her bounce back game was really slow and then it got crazy and it just was like, you know, there's those postpartum and a lot of people don't speak about it. And I never really knew about it, but I started hearing more about it. Then I started understanding that women didn't even know what postpartum was. And they were like, why am I feeling like this and whatever and bouncing back. But you work. Like even me talking to you like the last couple of days, I'm like, shit, you got listings, you got this and you work. You know, how the fuck do you manage being a mom? I mean, are you in there, the kids' lives? Are you like... Yeah, well, obviously. No, I'm, I'm saying like, are you like, are you hands on? You know, are you... How yeah. the hell do you do it? It's... I'm so lucky to have a really good co-parenting situation. Right. Um, I think when that's healthy, that's one less stress for me. Um, but for the most of the time, I'm doing school drop-off. I'm picking up from school. Um, my work time, I gap between there. And then if I do, for some reason, need babysitting, you know, I'll have, like, my mom. Because Lola's, like, go-to. The best. Strong Filip Filipino, Filipino Lola. You can't beat it. You can't <laughs> defeat it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not easy. I don't want to say that. It is in any way. I cater my whole schedule around them. So I'm up at 5 a.m. I work out at home. As soon as they wake up, breakfast for them, getting them ready. And then I start my work day. So everything's around them. So you go to bed early then probably. Oh, my God. So I feel like it. I feel like the Lola. Me, I'm in bed 
max like nine nine thirty. That's like late for me. Damn. What about like girls' night when you want to have drinks and stuff? I mean, then you just. I think um, when they were a little bit when I was first single, like got divorced, everything. Um, they went with their dad on the weekends, so I would just go all out, <laughs> binge on that weekend. As soon as they got home, their beds were all clean, ready to go, ready to start a whole new week. Never even knew. Um, do you drink alcohol at all or no? I do, but not as much now. I don't like the feeling of hangovers. No, for sure. It gets worse and worse as you get older. I mean, I still drink. You know, I love. What, what's your alcohol choice? Oh, tequila. Oh, man. See, where are you going to get along? Tequila all day. Sometimes I'm a little ratchet, you know, go for the honey. Yeah. Nah, the honey days are, are way past for me. Like, I mean, the Japanese whiskey, but mostly tequila. I could just drink tequila all day long. It's an easy really. one, yeah. right? I have some Casamigos and I'm straight. Like, you know, everyone loves 42 and cool and, and you know, and I should be careful because, well, actually, no, I can say this because I'm sponsored by a Diageo brand and I have a major endorsement and they own uh, Don Julio, but, you know, they also own Don, uh, Casamigos. It's something about the way Casamigos Blancos taste to me. Any kind of platinum tequila, it just... That either I put pineapple juice in it, maybe hit it. I could heat the drink this shit on ice. I'm good. Smoother. Right? Yeah, it's just fucking amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> so, what do you like to do for fun? Like, do you have any hobbies? Like, break oh, that down. I'm still super Asian. Painting, drawing, go to. <laughs> I know it's horrible. I hate painting, talk- drawing. I hate talking about my hobbies. I'm like, you're gonna see reading all day long. Reading. Big reader. Yeah. What's the last book you read? Uh, oh. I know it's corny, but I never got around to it. So it was like that little um, Belford book. What is it? Wolf Wolf of Wall Street. I oh. Knew. It was out oh, a while Jordan. ago. It was out a while ago. I just yeah. now read it. Jordan was on my show. He's a friend of mine. Oh, how'd it go? I love, I love him. He's great. I actually loved I, his book. I've been on his show. He's he's actually helped me with a couple things. I like. I don't want to talk about on here. <laughs> but I was like, literally, I was like, yo, bro how the fuck did you sleep with fucking like 11 girls? Well, he was just fucking crazy, you know, but he's, he's a good dude. We're still friends. Yeah. Um, the movie was fucking one of my favorite movies ever. To date still. Yeah. It's just insane. You know how hard it is to watch a three hour movie and like be like, it does not feel like three hours. I wish that shit was five. <laughs> I'd watch that shit forever and does ever. does not feel like three hours. Yeah. No, dude was fucking great. So that's crazy. And you can cook, right? Mm-hmm. Your mom taught you how to cook? Yeah. She, I don't know if you know Filipinos, but they only teach one kid. They force one kid to rap lumpia. They force them to learn everything. Unfortunately, that was me. <laughs> My sisters, they won't, <laughs> won't know. Oh, so how many how many uh, siblings do you have? There's four of us. So oh, damn, two older cool. sisters. There's a big age gap. They're about 10 years older than me. And then my younger brother is three years younger, but he looks like my twin. Six, three, looks just like me. Yeah, I was going to say, you're tall for Asian, you know, because I'm fucking six feet. So, I mean... How tall are you? Five seven. Yeah, that's really tall, especially for a Filipino shit. Oh. The the mix, of course. A little half, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got divorced, are uh and I know I'm getting personal, you can tell me to go shut up and whatever. And that's okay. But are the three kids with the same guy or are they with different people? Or are they with So, like I said, my high school sweetheart, that mm-hmm. was it. So we had two kids and my kids have a huge age gap as well. Oh, so really? I have a twelve and nine year old. And okay. that was with him. And then I have a two-year-old. So I had almost gotten remarried again. So I was engaged. We had a whole new baby. Didn't work out. Hey, man, that's, you know, what it is. Look, you're 30, so you still got a lot of time. You can fuck, and, you know. And, and stepdaddy you, season, didn't yeah. you know? <laughs> it's in full effect, honey. Let's go. Oh, shit. Hold on, wait a second. So 12, 9, and then the youngest is how old? Two. Two. 
damn that well they say it's the terrible twos oh, i think I there's i love it i love this age there's so much fun i think this is and they can communicate what they want you know what i mean when yeah. they're young you kind of get a little bit annoyed and you're just like what do you want at this point but she's fun that's fucking crazy yeah. where is your favorite place to visit or vacation I think by far was Colombia. Really? Yeah. I'm like a, I don't like, well, I like a good, you know, bougie moment, but RVing with like a cooler in the back with your beers, just going through the jungle like that, all time favorite. Oh shit. Okay. You know, um, Jay Balvin, he's an international superstar, reggaeton, you know, he's huge. He's got like fucking 30, 40 million followers. He's a very good friend of mine. He lives in Colombia. He's from Medellin. He has a beautiful home, you know. He always tells me to visit him. He's like, even said, I'll send you my jet, boom. And I just haven't. And I've been to a lot of places. I just, now that you said that, shit, I might have to. You have to go. So much fun. That's crazy. Where is like one of your favorite cities to visit in America? Hmm. That's a hard one. Well, honestly, I like it here in California. (laughs) Okay. Well, I used to go back and forth between New York a lot. But I'm just, I can't do the cold. I'm too brown for it. I get seasonal I used to depression. Hate, I, yeah. I, used, I used to hate cold too. I just recently in the last two years with going to a lot of football games and away games and stuff, I start saying, fuck it, dude, we're going to go here and just mentally. When it gets like really, really bad, but I'm talking, I did not. There was a thing in my writer and in my agreement. I am not allowed to be anywhere under 55, blah, whatever. And it was like, it, I, no, I just, I hated the cold weather. It hurts. Yeah. It's fucked up. It hurts. <laughs> what is your favorite nice restaurant in San Diego? I feel like I'm just airing myself out. I'm not a huge, like, bougie. Do you want to know what my favorite restaurant is? In San Diego, what is it? Cheesecake Factory. Get the fuck out of here. Disgusting. I, I ate there last it. night. I love it. It's my kid's favorite place to go to. It's my favorite place to go I to. I ate there last night. The motherfucking, yo. First of all, they have so many. The miso salmon so good. The fucking Fire. chicken romano so good. The... The farfalla garlic pasta is so bomb with the fucking, but a lot, dude, the buffalo blast, everything. It's, there it, it's is good. nothing bad on their menu. Straight right. fire all the way down. What's like your favorite local spot though? Like that's not like a, a chain. I like a good steak. You know what I mean? So I'll still go to Ruth Chris. Um, Del, Fris- Del Frisco's is really good. Oh, actually I've been to Del Frisco's. I like it, yeah. Where, where's, where's Ruth Chris here in San Diego? Right across the street from Del Frisco's. <laughs> it's like uh, right across the street and you go down a little bit. It's right there. Damn, it's that close? They must fucking be like hate each other. I know. It's hilarious. So, you know, you're on IG, you have 115,000 followers, right? Have you ever checked your analytics to see how many are, are male followers, how many are female followers? So bad. What does it it's tell me? It's so bad. I think it's 12%. I remember <laughs> checking. I was like, you girls are fucking haters. I was like, not even, I was like, I am a girl's girl and you guys... Really don't fuck with me like that. Twelve percent were women. Oh my god. Twelve percent. I was like, okay, so what is the worst DM anyone has ever sent you? Off top of your head. It depends. I think there's categories you probably know. So, like we talked about earlier, we get the whole dick pic. (laughs) So, but I was telling you earlier. Literally, I thought it was a cute screensaver of me. He did a video of it. I was like, that is so sweet. He made me as his background. The video pans down, straight dick. I was like, great. Well, blocked. Jesus. You blocked him. 100%. Good for you. Good for you. Um, besides like that super visual 
Do you ever get like hate shit? Like, I don't know, just like random, just like, yo, fuck you, Asian, whatever mixture, whatever you are, whatever. I mean, do people just. All the time, I feel as though the internet is just so nitpicky. Things that you wouldn't even notice, they'll pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I noticed that too. It's great. You just said that. And it's like, I've touched on a lot of things on this podcast, but what she said was really crucial. Let's say like it could be one shoelace is like bent a certain way. People are really, they, I can't believe, why the fuck are you zooming in and checking like, oh, one of your nails is cracked and you, it would literally make, you'd need a fucking microscope to see that, you know, cause your picture's from far away. Like mm -hmm. people are super nitpicky. But the thing is, it's not even that they're nitpicky. It really bothers them inside. You can tell by, I could have one chip nail and they'd be like, bitch, you have the nastiest fucking nails. <laughs> Get your life together. It's like my pinkiest chip. Like I was washing dishes, girl. Like, give me a break. The so small thing. Have you ever replied to anybody who sent you a fucked up DM? I'm a total bitch. I won't. I'll screenshot it and put my stories. Oh, no. And then your fans go at them. 100%. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Where do you see yourself in five years? And where would you ideally want to be in five years? Honestly, at this point in time, I think... This is probably going to sound super Filipino again, but I actually want to start dating again and having a family, you know? My biggest thing is I want that American family. Dude, are you serious? You'd, you'd be down to have another kid? I don't know about all that, you know? Right. I got three. Pick a favorite. You right. You know, it is what it is. And then, but, plus, if that person has kids too, it makes it even... I notice, like, my friends who have whatever, they, they get along. I won't date anyone with kids. Oh, shit. Well, then there it is. Yeah. That sounds horrible, but... Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. But I will say, I've discussed it before. And if we are married. Yeah, you never thing, know. What if you're married, yeah. you love the guy, boom, whatever. You're like, you know what? Fuck this. That I could you do. Know. If we're married, you know, I loved you and trusted you. But, you know, that's the extent to it. But it's not like something like, okay, I have to have another kid. It's just, you'd have to really right. state your case. Do you have like, I mean, have men lied to you before? Have men cheated on you? Like, are you just like, do you have trust issues with men or? Oh, I feel like it's usually me. I am the red flag. <laughs> I love that. I am the red, unfortunately. What do you call it? Runaway pee. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit. The pee, the, the blue emoji, the pee. <laughs> oh, shit. We are pushing pee here on the Behind the Baller podcast. So um, that was fucking amazing. Uh, every single person who comes on this show, the very last question of the podcast interview is... Is there anything that you want to ask me? What would you say is key to the success that you've had to this point? I mean, there's a checklist, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, one, just so you know, out of the 50 or 100 guests I've ever had on this show, no one's ever fucking asked that fast. So like, damn, Pam, like, fuck. No, I want to um, know. No, I hear you. So the key to my success definitely is um, to start off is taking risks. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal. Taking them before age 30. Um, and then when I take those risks and gambles, you know, the ones I failed, I learned from my failure. The ones that I, that I hit, I figured, how do I extend that? Consistency is one thing, but I noticed that being persistent to get to the line before you're like, all right, dog, you're borderline now starting to get fucking annoying on people, right? Mm -hmm. And I've even crossed the line before. But I have to say, honestly, you know, my taking risks, me um, learning from my failures, 
me you know, staying consistent, of course. And this was the hardest one out of everything. When I was able to do this, I realized, because I'm a very petty person, not taking it personal. I took everything personal. Like, this motherfucker don't like me. He don't like Asian people. I'm like, this, this, this. I was like, no, no, no. I started jumping to the conclusions. It could be true sometimes. And some people mm -hmm. can't. I do realize, though, the people I've seen that are the most happiest have separated business and pleasure. Some people do bring their family in and certain things, but you have to really, you can't take certain things personal. Would you, you say know? that's the biggest kind of pinpoint that you would change if you could go back? Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I won't lie to you. Let's say, for instance, I was right. My gut was right about things. I just spoke about this um, on Twitter the other day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your gut is wrong, and I think people don't understand that. You know, whether it be about a guy, about a, a girl, a, a decision, something, someone you think is lying, and then you find out they weren't. It's like it, your mind can play games, and you don't know, you know what you're going through. I do think that I let, you know, millions, possibly billions of dollars go away because of, you know, my temper, my anger going through it. And I'm actually going through anger management classes now, which is I'm not to scare you, but like, that's what's going on. But on the flip side, mm -hmm. I've been so successful. I can't let that shit even bother me anymore either. I've already, I'm past that. Like, let's move forward. I do so. want to see. I think everyone should be in therapy. <laughs> Is that crazy? No, I mean, you know, it, it's, um, I was pretty much against it when I had gotten engaged uh, 20 years ago. So mm -hmm. I got caught cheating and um, I went through a really state, bad state of depression. Mm -hmm. I went to go see a therapist and I don't feel like it helped very much. I had some great conversations with people I know who got divorces and other things like that. But then now, more than ever, I realize how important therapy is for kids, for, you know, for adults, for couples, whatever the fuck it is. It's an important key. Mm -hmm. I read this quote and it was, um, sometimes it's your intuition, sometimes it's your past trauma. So it's a good way to sort through with your therapist. Yo, man, that might be the title of this episode, right? What do you think, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Pam, I really appreciate it. Um, next time I'm going to come out here, we got to uh, go do some Cheesecake Factory. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Get some Buffalo Blast. Get some, damn, what are those? Uh, there's these corn tamales that are fucking so bad. I forgot what they're called. Um, oh, we have to go to Tita's Kitchenette. Where's that? National City. Oh, shit. I and, Dude. Fire. I have never been there and I want some definitely um, yo yeah fire I'm with it I'm with it is there anything else you want to say do you want to say anything to the people like how they reach you whatever you guys can always reach me at Pamela Grace on Instagram or Pamela Grace at Gmail if you guys are looking to buy and sell real estate here in San Diego there it is yo Miles man throw on some Lakey Lake and we'll be right back Yeah, man, that was uh, that was Pam. You know, she's pretty calm, level-headed. You know, she's a mom of three. You know what I'm saying? She wakes up, she works her ass off. She's fucking driving to do, you know, show a listing at fucking 7.30 at night. She's up early trying to work out. You know, it's a trip, you know, and I'm glad that we had, you know, a non-celebrity, you know, cool civilian 
who's actually listened to the show. I don't know if she's BTB Army right now, but you know, she's listened to the show and 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 um she's a I wouldn't say she's a fan of mine, you know what I'm saying? But she's um expressed how impressed she is by, you know, what I've done. She's heard my name before, whatever. And uh, again, I'm just glad to have her on the show. Can't wait for the Bosch finale tomorrow. I'm going to have to download that motherfucker late tonight or early in the morning before we leave. In fact, we're leaving hella early, so I'm praying that motherfucker is ready to go. Download those last two episodes. Hopefully, I'm in the mountains somewhere. Smoke a little something after the kids are asleep, and I'm going to watch that finale. And then when uh, I get home next week or maybe on the plane, headed to D.C., because I will be in D.C. next week. Next episode, you hear from me. It will be live from uh, the DMV. I will be watching the entire Bosch Legacy from episode one, episode 10, to kind of recap that shit. Um, also, uh, HBO Max show, We Own This City. This dude, John Bernthal, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name, John Bernthal. He's from Wolf of Wall Street. He's in fucking, um, what else is he in? Walking Dead. I mean, this guy's a fucking accountant. This dude is seriously fucking amazing. I never watched The Punisher. And if anyone can tell me if The Punisher's dope, let me know. But he's actually from the DMV. He's from DC. I want to meet this fucking dude. This guy's fucking amazing. Like, We Own This City is so fucking raw. It's so Baltimore. This shit is crazy. The show is nuts. It's just all about corruption. This shit is nuts. Yo, this dude is fucking hilarious. And he's my age. So the era of humor, you know, he's got and everything. He's just, he's, dude is a great actor. It's fucking amazing he's on this show. I just, I think you guys should definitely watch this show. I can't think anything else. There ain't really been anything. My kids are fucking going crazy for this Jurassic World uh, Dominion. That comes out in about a week. Or no, it comes out in two weeks. And um, yeah, I just can't wait. I was hoping to hit the Bay Area for the NBA Finals. It looks like, I mean from what it looks like, I think, you know, not positive, but I, I think it's safe to say that Golden State is going to, you know, advance. And um, tonight, you know, playing against Dallas, are they going to close it out? Who knows? Now, if they don't close it out tonight, I can't say they're just going to close it on six. I don't know. You know, I really can't call it. You know, Dallas tapped that ass. And they were tapping that ass early on. You know, they gave the lead up, boom, they fucked up. They couldn't get a stop. Defense is out of here, whatever. They had a great future, you know, just like Memphis does. But I can't count them out. I have to see what happens tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tonight in the Bay Area. We'll see what happens. Make sure you hit captainpicks.com if you want to bet on the game because they've been on fucking fire with everything, especially NBA. But this Miami-Boston shit is looking like it's Boston. I don't think they're going back to Dade County. I do not think they're headed back to the 305, right? Because tomorrow they play in the 617, and I think it's a wrap. I think it's a wrap, dog. And I'm not mad at no GSW Boston. I definitely ain't mad at no Dallas-Boston series. It's going to be some shit. Now, Joel Embiid was low-key acting like he was asking Pat Riley to sign him up to be on the heat. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Right? Who knows? Rumors, you know, Zach Levine is here. I love Zach Levine. I think he's dope as fuck. I think he's a dope-ass baller. You know, it'd be fucking nice to get him here at the Lakers. Who fucking knows? And I have no idea what's going on with Lakers, but shit, I know Russ has got to get the fuck out of there. How are the fuck we got? I mean, 
I don't know. 80, amazing and soft at the same time. I don't know anybody who's fucking more frail than him. But back to the finals. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a Golden State Boston finals. And I'd love to hit the bay for a game or two. Even if I'm sitting fucking, you know, 20 rows up, 18 rows up, be in the building, be kind of cool. Nothing better than actually watching a game at your house, especially if you have cold people over, you're drinking, smoking, whatever, eating some good shit. It is nice to be at home. It's great to be at the game too. Don't get me wrong. I love being on the floor and everything, but sometimes it is actually very nice being at home, especially the man cave, chilling, looking at a 95-inch screen. A lot of Lakers fans are questioning me wanting Boston to win. This ain't Boston fucking Danny Ainge, you know, Kevin McHale, fucking Labor, Robert Parrish era. This ain't, you know, the fucking racist Boston era. Even though I do have a hatred for them, certain sense, this is like the most likable Boston Celtics team ever, right? I just don't like fucking Miami. I don't like Jimmy Butler. So weird. Yeah, I know. That shit don't take away my purple and gold stripes. But, uh, you know, I, I would love to make it to the Bay. We'll see what happens. But I'm traveling so fucking much in the month of June that I got to give my wife a little break. It's just too much. But we'll see what happens. Um, as you guys know, there's a crazy event in Chicago for the BTB Army, for the Captain Pick family. So, uh, you know, anyways, I'm going to figure some shit out for uh, super followers. Not going to include the BTB Army for that. I'm just letting you guys know because most, I would say 95% of the super followers are BTB Army members for sure. And I appreciate the loyalty. There's a question that I avoided last week. I had it on there. I answered it. And then for legal ramifications, I thought about it. And understand this. If you are a blockchain holder, realize that, you know, I understand you guys support me, right? At the same time, sometimes people's hands are tied. And there's not really much you could do about it. So with that said, legally, you know, I'm in a catch-22 situation. I'm actually in a catch-42 situation, right? I'm between a rock and a soft, long penis, right? <laughs> Somewhere I don't want to be. And the top five holders I've had conversations with, been very transparent about it. If you talk wild to me, no matter how much you lost, 2,000, whatever, bro, look, do <laughs> you understand? There's nothing, like a lot of projects have failed. More importantly, my compensation doesn't matter as much as what's happened, but the overall scenario is fucked up. And I've already discussed it. I would love to fucking take over the project, right? I'm waiting to make some to get some money, to make some money too. But I'm, I'm waiting to to get some money, and I'm putting my own money, right, which is blows me away to get these chains done so I can just kind of move on. Either I figure out a way to grab this project or, you know, I'll walk away from that Web3 situation, which, which sucks. It's unfortunate. But if you talk crazy, understand this because you don't understand that situation regardless of whatever the fuck you think. Because I, I don't even know everyone that's behind the situation. My agent, you know, Eric, who's no longer with 
our agency in, in the weirdest situation ever. And now he's at uh, at Clutch Sports, just strange. I had to finally look through everything. I was like, yo, bro, like, what the fuck did you put me in, right? There's a couple other deals that are just kind of like, okay, don't get me wrong, Excel's fucking amazing. Just a couple things I, I feel like, yo, man, you could have, you know, put me in a better situation. Now you, and obviously he was gone, so it's not like he can negotiate anything at this point, right? But if you talk wild to me, in person, you get smacked, right? Now, I don't mind some of the little chit-chat here and there and saying certain things. But you don't know what the fuck is going on and you're mad. How do you think I fucking feel then? Especially with my track record and my reputation. I've never, you know, I'm just curious what motherfuckers think that like I've inherited a scammer reputation. <laughs> like uh, when, where? I've never been known to be a liar. Never, ever gave anybody any direct impression that, you know, I stole, you know, in my entire life, that I lied to people. I, n I never had any of these type of accusations and things, right? We live in a crazy-ass place. I've even had discussions with people like, yo, do you understand how fucking stupid you sound? People want to argue about my golf scores, my, my, you know, certain things. It's like, yo, like, I'll let other people tell you. You can go call them liars. But in, in this situation, it's a couple who I've blocked. And then people want to block me and ask me dumbass questions, who knows, whatever. They don't like the answers. It's like, Ben, what's two plus two, you fucking piece of shit? It's four. Fuck you. Why the fuck is it four? And that's the fucking answer. And they're mad about it. So, anyways. Again, rest in peace to all the victims at Rob Elementary School. BTB Army. Sorry for the slightly uh, somber... Not even morbid, man. This is just, just real shit. It, it's a crazy situation. The entire world needs to feel it. They really do. Will there be change? I, man, I, I wish I knew. I don't know. This one definitely hit different, though. We'll see what happens. But understand this. No matter how much someone cries mental health or anything else, look, man, laws ain't going to change that. They ain't going to do shit. Laws will not stop a crazy motherfucker from doing something. You got to do the preventative work. That's what needs to happen. All right. Look. I do my best to try to reply to everyone. DMs are just not going to happen. It's just too crazy in there. I follow every single one of my super followers. And I appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. Appreciate everybody who spread the word to subscribe to this podcast. I don't overly promote it. You know. I like to have this organic growth. You know, the word of mouth is, is, is incredible. So we are out of here, y'all. I hope you guys have a great long holiday weekend. And uh, we'll be back Thursday. All right, guys. Be live for the DMV. If you're in the DMV, man, holla at your boy. You know, not bringing my golf clubs, but, 
you know, maybe get a coffee at Boba. I don't know. If you're real BTB Army, let me know. And uh, my man Lakey Lake is going to take us out of here. And again, y'all, much love. Peace.